Westbrook on the drive, falling away, won't go, rebound taken by Iguodala. They do have a timeout, decide not to use it, Curry, way downtown, bang, bang, oh what a shot from Curry, with six tenths of a second remaining. Welcome to the long-awaited Basement NBA show 2018-2019 season opener episode. Hello. That came maybe not at the season opener. It's our season opener. This is our season opener? It's our season opener. You guys have been waiting. You're wondering, guys, Kai, Mukhtar, there's so much going on in the NBA. Guys are spitting on each other. Guys are getting traded. Guys are swearing at each other and getting suspended for it. <laughs> Where are you guys to tell us what's going on? Where have we been? Why are we, why are we lacking? You know, we had some contract disputes oh. uh, on our on our on our cast here, um, but we got that settled out, and now we're back at it. Did yeah. we get it settled out though, or we is did. it just this episode, and we'll be back at All Star? <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing we're trying to change is consistency. Okay. So uh, bear with us. I think uh, I think this is a turning point though. Okay. I think this is the uh, start of something. Start of something great. Consistent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, of course there's been. A multitude of things that's going on in the NBA, yep. or that has gone down in the NBA since it started. It was a hectic three, three, four weeks, five weeks. A it feels like it's things. been. It feels like it's been a whole season so it has, far. Yeah, it has. And just to just to rattle off a few things, Chris Paul, Rondo. That doesn't even feel like it was a season. It, feels it feels so long, so long ago. ago, right? Yeah, we should have probably made our podcast that night or something. Just to talk or the about next it. morning or something. Yeah, Rondo is a gangster. Brandon Ingram certified. What are your thoughts? Of all things, forget about everything that happened. I just want to know, what do you think about the Brandon Ingram punch coming in the middle? He is a psychopath. I uh, you don't you don't you don't support it? Oh no, I support it. I like the the gall of this guy to like just go through and just use this eight foot long wingspan just to go through the entire crowd and punch Chris Paul. And then he knows Chris Paul personally. Too, yeah. Which is wild to me. I don't know what happened there. You know what's funny about NBA Twitter? What? Anytime anything happens, they post a picture of yeah. the kid when he was younger with the player. <laughs> How did they get these pictures? I don't know. I don't know where Jason it started. Jason Tatum and LeBron. I think that's, no, that's not where it started, but that's like, like it's, I think it starts with LeBron because LeBron obviously is like the oldest in the league. All yeah. these kids probably saw him at this basketball camp that's or whatever. That's true. That's true. You know, it's just, a, a lot of these players are born 1999, 1998, 1990. Yeah. Like it's like they're younger than us now. They're that's, younger than us. That's, that's pretty crazy. crazy. So that's that's old news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More recent news would be Jimmy Paul, Jimmy Butler getting traded to the Philadelphia 76ers, taking a stranglehold on the Minnesota Timberwolves organization as a whole. Yeah, demanding a trade. Yeah, going on ESPN with Rachel Nichols. Yeah, tell all, tell all, taking the third stringers. <laughs> And beating the starters. Unbelievable. And now playing a few a few nights, having an interview after they lose, to, I believe they lost to Sacramento Kings, sitting down with... Uh, uh, Orlando. Or Was it Orlando or Sacramento? They when sat, he was with Minnesota or... Uh, he was with Minnesota. Oh, uh... It was Sacramento. Sacramento. He sat down with an athletic reporter and just says, the shit gotta stop. I can't be playing 41 oh, minutes a night. Right, 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 yeah. This is unbelievable. He said, there's 14 other guys on this team we gotta give confidence to. <laughs> I have enough of it. <laughs> It's four years too late. <laughs> he should have said this back in Chicago. Bro, this guy has been playing an immense amount of, like, he has miles and miles and miles yeah. on his body. Yeah. Last year, he was second to only LeBron in minutes played per game. And imagine watching LeBron with a depleted Cavaliers roster, right. thinking, when does this guy sit down? Right, exactly. So Jimmy Butler's doing that. Yeah. And now, Philadelphia 76ers traded Jared Bayless, a 2022 second rounder pick. 
Robert Covington and Dario Saric. Two starters. Two starters for Jimmy Butler and was it Justin Patton? Yeah, rookie from last year, right? The rookie from last year. So what are your thoughts? Big time trade for uh for 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 Minnesota. Big time trade for Minnesota. Yeah, I think they got a lot from that deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they already lost a lot just from the fact that they gave up Zach. I mean, look at Zach Levine now. He's is he leading the league in scoring right now? I don't know. He's, no, he's but he's up there. He's up he's there. Up yeah. there. Yeah. He's up there. Um, Chris you know, Dunn. Obviously, Zach. Uh, Chris Dunn. Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. There's this, and I think Justin Patton was that was who they drafted that year. Once they swapped the picks, right? Yeah. So so basically, they got nothing from that draft. Yeah. Like nothing. now they traded everything from that draft. For Darius Saric, Darius Saric, uh, Robert Covington, but at least they got something back. They got mm-hmm. Darius Saric, who's still pretty young. Mm-hmm. If he figures it out, his role in the NBA and how he could thrive, mm-hmm. that's that's a pretty good starter piece. Covington obviously is always coveted, so whenever he's mm-hmm. there, three. Oh, yeah. that's a well, nice play on words. Exactly. Whenever they, he's he he'll always have value in the league. Like mm-hmm. he'll always just because the fact that he's three and D. He's getting paid, you know, pretty decent money, thirteen, fourteen million dollars a year. So he's on a great contract. Great contract. Just signed it this uh was it this summer or the yeah. summer before that? Um so he's he's so good value. If he doesn't work out here, Minnesota can easily ship him to, you know, any team. Literally thirty all twenty nine other teams would want him. Yeah. Um so, you know, it's a good deal for them. Philadelphia, it's a risk. Mm-hmm. It's a big time risk for them. Uh, who do you think won the trade? I mean, it's early to tell, but I'm kinda getting Oladipo Sabonis vibes. Not really. But like okay. as you're describing that Minnesota won the trade, the first thing that comes to my mind is Oladipo and Sabonis right. for Paul George, right. and they turned out to be number one and number two options right now in Indiana. Yeah, basically. Like wait, he Sabonis is outshining Miles Turner. Yeah, yeah. so Miles Turner is frustrating. He, he does not. He's annoying in fantasy because oh. you draft him yeah, so high exactly. and you think he's gonna do great. Oh my gosh. But anyways, so I think I think if Dario and Covington are integrated into the team properly and Carl Anthony Towns starts get putting more than 10 or 12 shots a game up yeah. and plays up to his potential, I think they can do great. And the reason being make is the that... the playoffs great or what are we talking about? I, don't, I definitely don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but oh, really? okay. Minnesota has the worst defense in the league and that was with Jimmy Butler. They're in the bottom <laughs> five of the league with yeah, the Cavaliers, with yeah. Phoenix Suns. Like They're at the bottom of the league in right, defense. Right. So Covington is a smart defender. Mm-hmm. Saric could... You know, I don't know what they're going to do exactly. With Sarich, right? Yeah, it's a hard one. I think the issue with them is their coach. That's my thing. Yeah. I think they need this summer or at the end of the season, fire him, get a new coach, get new blood in there, and just revamp. Because you're stuck. This is your team. This is your constructed roster for the next couple years. Exactly. You can add supplementary pieces, but you're locked in on Wiggins. You're locked in on Cat. Dario's going to require a rookie extension in two years. Covington's already there unless you move him for someone else. So that this is your roster. you got to take advantage of what you have. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. for Philadelphia, th- my th- uh, I don't, this is my thoughts with Philadelphia. They rose to the top way too early. What do you like? Do you agree with what I mean? I with agree. That? Yeah, hundred percent. Like know exactly last year's last year's rise was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like it was Ben Simmons' first season playing. Yeah, yeah. and nobody even thought Joel Embiid would play more than forty-five games, fifty games. Exactly. And then they what was it? A third seed they got in the playoffs or fourth seed? Yeah. And then they they go on a tear in the playoffs. Yada yada yada. Now the the free agent they would have gotten next summer they got now in mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Is it the best free agent they could have got? Absolutely What do not. you think? No, definitely not. I mean, they were in the running for Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Those two would have been way better for them than uh, than Jimmy Butler would have been. Just because of the fact that Jimmy Butler is older. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really fit the mold of an off-ball scorer. So if they... If they swing the ball, I mean, he needs the ball in his hands. Simple yeah. as simply put as that. Yeah. You know, uh, Ben Simmons needs the ball in his hands. Joel Embiid needs the ball in his hands. I've read somewhere that you know, um, 
he fits it better than people think because uh, Jimmy Butler is a second scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Ben Simmons has the ball in his hand, but I don't buy that because Ben Simmons, what he does is he has the ball in his hands. And how does he get 14, uh, 13 assists a game? It's because he's getting guys on their positions in our spot. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler isn't one of those guys. He's, he's not, not going to catch the ball and just yeah, shoot right away. Exactly. Or he's not going to, I mean, he's going to have a few of those back cuts, alley oops, whatever, but he doesn't really fit the mold of a three and D superstar that, that would have fit their team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a Paul George or mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. And, and I, do you think that's a, a result of his skill set or his personality? Him being like the alpha dog, wanting to be the face of a franchise, wanting to have everything run through him. Whereas Paul George, as you can tell, likes to take the seat back to yeah. Russell Westbrook and just let the game come to him. Honestly, I don't know. Because, I mean, Joel Embiid is uh, obviously a, a dominant personality as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that remains to be seen a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I think I think as long as they're winning, things will be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a year. To, that's the best part about it is that they have a year, about six, seven months to figure it out. If mm-hmm. it's if it's something that could be figured out with you know a, a training camp, they'll know. If it's something that can be figured that can be figured out because personalities don't mesh, yeah. they'll know. You know, it's just simple as that. So um, it's kind of like the uh, Kawhi Leonard situation. I think I think ever since Paul George trade went down and uh, and 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 saw how well that turned out. You'll start seeing teams trade for guys. Uh, well, you've already have. I mean, you've seen uh, Raptors trade for Kawhi. That's looking good so far. Uh, Philadelphia traded for uh, Jimmy Butler. That's we'll see how that looks out. But it's it's a good it's a good kind of um, risk to take. Mm-hmm. Now about your point about whether or not they rose too far. Maybe this isn't a risk they want to take so fast. Yeah, you know, because I mean, you have a couple of years. You might want these guys to struggle a little bit. Maybe you know optimize how good they are together mm-hmm. and then start adding pieces uh, around mm-hmm. them because you never know maybe all you need is a ben simmons and joel Embiid, but yeah. you don't know that because they're what they're less than they're younger than 25 these yeah. two guys so you're bringing in a guy like jimmy butler who's a finished product yeah who wants to win right away and he's almost 30 he's turning yeah. 30 before and he would even sign that extension and major extension exactly and they're probably gonna sign him to the extension too and, like and before your extension exactly so. the assumption is before trading him to uh, philadelphia that they will offer him the money they will exactly. offer him this it's too late to sign the extension now but they will offer him that contract in the summer right maybe it's a business at the end of the day if they're shit if they're not doing good they're not going to offer him nothing but look at it this way like you said ben simmons is young joel Embiid is young all all they needed last year to rise was Ilyasova and marco bellinelli don't you think they're going to find pieces like that all around the league exactly scattered around even turkey leagues like you're going to find players like that for you (laughs) right exactly do you need to settle on jimmy butler yeah like and and I think this all but spells this spells the end for Markel Fultz. I mean, mm-hmm. he, you're giving him absolutely zero like room to develop at all. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously you have to you know you can't play Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler and Joel and beat together all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be a point where Fultz is even going to be the primary ball handler mm-hmm. at any point. Mm-hmm. You know, at least with Covington they had that. You know, like they only they're only trying it up for like 12 games. So yeah, all these changes around the league after 12 games is so surprising. Like let it let it go on until maybe the end of the end of the year. You exactly. Know, January twenty nineteen. If Fultz is still trash, mm-hmm. which highly likely he could be, you know, at least you know. But mm-hmm. now it's like you're 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 putting this guy behind another ball handler. Now yeah. he's basically capped out, you know. Like, like you, you're not giving him a chance to minutes. shine. Yeah. Exactly. Show me what you got in 20 minutes. If you don't... Sh- sit down. Yeah, sit down. Mm-hmm. Or you'll go viral because of your broken jump shot. You know, that's Okay, so even that's even a side piece. Yeah. Actually, we'll address the Drew Hanlon, Markel Fultz situation after. Yeah. Did you know that they were just bashing Drew Hanlon on Twitter for after they saw his jump shot? No, but he's, he did say something like he wasn't healthy or gave him an excuse, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, weird. but it's... That's... But here's my thing. Like, you don't need... 
Jimmy Butler. You, you don't. don't need Jimmy Butler. Yeah. There's no rush. You mm-hmm. have time. You have time. Look at teams in the league that are locked into their contracts for years now. Like, for example, what can Miami Heat do in any, like, not to say Miami can yeah. succeed, yeah. but what can they do now that they're locked into all those unmo- immovable contracts? Yeah. What can the Washington Wizards do now that they're, st- like, stuck with John Wall? Otto Porter getting paid $25 million a year. And he has a trade uh, trade kick, right? Yeah. So all these teams know that all these GMs should know, all these executives should know, don't lock yourself into contracts that are not worth it down the line. Yeah. Houston already with Chris Paul expected to make $45 million soon, soon, right? Yeah. And they're already a shit team. And they're blaming everything on Carmelo Anthony. So moving on to that piece, is Carmelo <laughs> worth being the scapegoat of the Houston Rockets? No, but that's, I mean, that's more on Carmelo than it is the Rockets. I mean, he's not, he's not even that level of player anymore, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, <laughs> you could read Carmelo Anthony and you'll find 10 articles that say why he's trash. Yeah. Um, and you know, honestly, Matt, I don't, I don't hate Carmelo. I don't think he's, if there's any team that this mm-hmm. was going to work out with, it was Houston. And why do you say that? I don't agree. You don't? I don't agree. I, I just think that his best trade right now at this at this stage of his career is a catch and shoot player. Yeah. And because he's such a but that's two or, years. That's yeah. two years. He's tried this little mini experiment of let right. me be catch and shoot. Let me be catch and shoot. Right. It hasn't worked. Carmelo Anthony needs the ball in his hands. <laughs> oh my god! Let him get buckets. <laughs> Put him back to New York. Huh? <laughs> Send him back to New. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though, right? Like. Carmelo is not to say he's an arrogant guy, but right. he knows what he can do. And I feel like when you pigeonhole something into a specific role and say, this is what we want you to do. Come off the bench. Do this. Do that. Mike D'Antoni playing Gary Clark over him. How is that going to sit well with a 10-time All-Star? Maybe he's not going to sit. Like, his confidence but, but, is not going to bode well. But you got you to gotta stop describing him as a 10-time All-Star. He's not a 10-time All-Star anymore. He's Carmelo Anthony. Is Chris Paul what Chris Paul used to be? No. No, but he's still going to be an All-Star this year. Like, he's still, he's still an All-Star. Like, he's still... Chris Paul is that the media though, or is it like? What do you mean? Like Chris Paul's playing like shit too. It's twelve games, man. Okay, so why are the twelve games of Chris Paul playing like shit? James Harden playing like shit until he drops forty, and then you blame everything on Carmelo Anthony. Well, no, I'm not. Okay, that's the media uh, spin on it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming Carmelo for this. But you're just saying Carmelo. I'm just is saying bad. Carmelo is bad, and he's not doing anything about it or anything. Um, const- like. I don't know. I don't know what role he should be fitting in. I mean, mm-hmm. I said he should be a catch and shoot player, someone who occasionally gets post ups when guys are smaller than him. But even that, like you'll see him do these random face up post ups, like it's twenty thirteen Carmelo or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I don't know what's. Yeah. I don't know what you even do. With this I get guy. what you're saying. I, I mean, get what is there saying. any other team that could maximize what he's doing, like Carmelo Anthony at this stage of his career, more than you know, not a team like Houston that only takes threes. You know, mm-hmm. fast-paced guys that can get open shots. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's a team out there for him. Uh, me, I'm just saying I feel bad for him. You know, like someone that came down from such a high and now has been spiraling on and off the court downwards. Media is bashing him. Imagine the headache that he went through even in New York. Every morning waking up to a new headline. It's New York. Like right. it's one of the major markets, you know? So they're constantly bashing him. He goes to OKC, plays with Russell Westbrook, plays with Paul George, plays right. third string, and he's just getting bashed again. Now he goes to Houston, the comfort of his best friend, Chris Paul, you know? <laughs> and even then he's getting, but then there are sources that say there was agreement before they made the sign him to the minimum. If it doesn't sit well with both teams, if they don't like it, they can part ways and Carmelo gets to pick whoever wants to take him on after All-Star break, whoever right. wants to take him on as an eighth seed making a push in the playoffs. But you had a conspiracy theory. 
Yes. Okay, tell yes. us about your conspiracy theory. So, well, I mean, it's out there. Uh-huh. So it's not like I'm it's something new. Uh-huh. But I think this makes a lot of sense. So their defensive coach okay. from last year, uh-huh. um, his name is Jeff Bezdelic or something like that. Yeah. So this guy, Jeff, we'll uh-huh. call him that, not his last name. Okay. So he retires randomly in September, like uh-huh. just out of the blue. Uh-huh. Um, apparently they left him, like he left the team in a good spot or whatever, but he still like randomly retired. And, and then there was a connection before even Carmelo uh, signed that Carmelo and him had history together back in Denver. So the first few years of of, uh, Carmelo's career, um, uh, Jeff was the head coach of Denver. Mm -hmm. And I think during the second year, he actually called out Carmelo publicly about his defensive effort Mm -hmm. and, you know, different stuff like that. Third year comes along. Of uh, of I think Carmelo's uh, tenure, um, and midway through the season they fire Jeff, mm-hmm. basically saying Carmelo, here's the keys. Yeah, you know we'll this do whatever you team. want. Yeah. Basically, yeah, we're Denver. We'll do whatever you want. So, um, so now obviously full circle. This guy towards the end of his career, Carmelo comes on, and maybe there's some grudge going on. And you know uh, Jeff is like, you know what? For me to even be the same defensive impact as last year, to have the same defensive impact mm-hmm. as last year. Mm-hmm. I don't even have the same guys. Like, mm-hmm. Ariza's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Mutig is gone. Uh, now you're bringing me Carmelo Anthony. Like, this guy doesn't even play players, defense. Yeah. yeah, right. So, I'm not even going to be the same coach. Here's a defensive scheme. You know what it is? I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So, now, there's news coming up that he's unretiring. Mm-hmm. And that coincides with the same time that Carmelo is leaving, leaving. the team. So before they asked him to come back, he said, give me a week. That's, that's, yeah, yeah exactly. So he, he's going to rejoin the team next week. Which is when Carmelo's gone. It's all but gone. Like, and this is like, before they released a report that Carmelo was parting ways with the team. Exactly. Interesting. Right. So, you know, you never know, mm-hmm. but you know. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, but you know. If you don't know, now, well, you, know. now you know. I mean, it's, <laughs> and so it's, you can it's, blame Jeff for this. Okay. So now all this, all this tells us is that there's constant feuds in the NBA, constant underlying grudges. But now head to a team atop the West, right. there's another I mean, grudge. Even, I mean, even Mike D'Antoni and Carmelo mm-hmm. had a grudge too. Exactly. I mean, right? So it's like Carmelo doesn't really have the best uh, relationships with the uh, many people. In the guys, NBA. the guys in Houston specifically. But yeah. What were you saying? So now the, these are all grudges going on in Houston, a right. team that we expected to be atop the West. Now there's a team actually atop the West that has their own grudges between Draymond Green and Kevin oh, Durant. Yeah, that was big time. So what are your thoughts on that? You tell me. What were the first things that were going through your mind? In I show? was so happy. Why? Uh, I I just I need these guys to break up, man. I need them. Are you serious? This is the greatest era mm-hmm. of the Raptors' history. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> I need- just want to end the podcast right now. <laughs> like this is. Are you serious? <laughs> How are you going to twist this to your? Well, no. I mean, if the Raptors come out of the West, or sorry, the East. Yeah. Hopefully, whoever comes out of the West isn't the Warriors because okay. no one could beat the Warriors. Okay. My personal dream is if it was LeBron mm-hmm. and Kawhi could, you know, there's no destroy way LeBron. in hell Le- That's what the I mean. Lakers are winning the NBA Finals. I mean, it's a dream. Okay. I want, I want the Raptors to exact uh, terrible, terrible revenge on LeBron. Mm-hmm. It won't happen, at least in the playoffs. It'll happen in the regular season like it always does, but... Um, but yeah, no, it's crazy. I, I, I was, I was pretty shocked about it. I mean, obviously it's Draymond's fault. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why the hell he's dribbling up the court. Mm-hmm. The guy's limited. I don't know what he's mm-hmm. gonna, I, I don't even know what he's, what, do you know what he's His goal, do his goal was to pass. He was never but dribbling who, up. Though? Like, was he, there was, I somebody? think it was Looney or someone was cutting down, uh, his right side. Right. And he was trying to pass it to them, but he slipped. So right. his goal, we 
everyone knows. Everyone watching the Golden State Warriors, he's going to pass. His goal was never to try and score. But does he think that Curry was running up the court with him so he can pass it to him randomly and he could pop him anywhere? Like, no. I don't know. No, but I think, I think it's just like, it's underlying beef. Like, you know, like. Oh, you everyone, think this is from before? N- yeah, it's like, oh, but here's the thing. If Curry was there and called for the ball and Draymond, no, maybe he would give it to him. More than likely he would. But let's say he didn't. Let's say for the sake of this argument, Curry was in KD's place okay. and he didn't give it to him. Okay. Would this be a big deal? Not really. Curry wouldn't care. Curry would not care. Yeah. Why? Because you're going into overtime. This is irrelevant. It's a mistake. We're teammates. Honestly, if we're playing on the same court and I do some shit like that, what are you going to say to me? You're just going to get mad in the moment. You're going to laugh about it. Like, yo, whatever, you know? But no, but would you react back the same way Draymond did though? To what KD said? Because KD had a right to be mad. Yeah. You're KD. You know you're gonna get a bucket we don't know, if you go down the floor. We don't know what KD said to him though. Like no, he just said pass the ball. No, but like, no, I'm saying in the in the huddle, maybe he snapped at him, started saying shit to him, and right. then Draymond went off. I'm not defending Draymond, right? But I'm saying like the extent to which the Warriors organization went to defend KD by wow. suspending Draymond. If I was Draymond, I feel some way about that's that. That's really that's like imagine for example a, a player that takes. Not really a market value discount, but took a discount. He's the 24th highest paid forward in the league, Draymond Green. When he, it's evident that he's the heart and soul of the team. Right. You could say he doesn't hit threes. You could say he doesn't score. But when you look at the, the Golden State Warriors, he's so vital to their success. Absolutely. The system is built on With, a guy like that. Yeah, on yeah. a guy like that. It's, it's not, I'm not like putting down Steph Curry. Oh, Obviously, no, no, no. Steph Curry's the engine, but you get my point. Yeah, absolutely. So, for them to go to the extreme where they suspend Draymond just to appease Kevin Durant, knowing yeah. that he's probably going to walk out the door, that's just plain disrespectful to me. Man. And it, sources in the locker room said that some of the stuff Draymond said was vicious. Like he said some vicious, like the words they said were vicious things. <laughs> and even players on the team thought that what he said warranted some type of disciplinary action. Yeah. God knows what he put, could have said. But doesn't this... Speak to the, how thin KD's skin is. Like, why does he let things like this bother him? It's understandable he may be a soft guy. He's, he's emotional. Like, things like this bother him. But to, to this extreme though? I don't think Golden State should have done what they did mm-hmm. with the whole suspension, uh, of Draymond Green. Like, if, if KD leaves this summer, yeah. which is more than likely. Yeah, it's more, it's becoming more and more likely every, every yeah, time you see him. Yeah. And Draymond's extension comes up in a couple of years. Yeah. And Draymond all of a sudden says, "No, I'll wait till the summer." Yeah, that's over. Mm-hmm. Like, then, but then, then, but then think, look at it this way though. Clay verbally said, "I'm staying with the team." Right. He said, "I'm taking a discount to stay with the team." Yeah. Draymond said, "I'm staying with the team." Everyone says, "I'm staying," except KD. So it's evident that this person is like an outsider. Like he's playing with the team. Like, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Imagine yeah. going to war with someone every single night, knowing that what's the point? You're not even a hundred percent invested in this. You just want to chip, and you're out. Right. Like yeah. that even like could you not understand the hotheadness that's coming from Draymond's side? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but at the end of the day you still have Durant on your team. You just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just Durant could do whatever he wants cuz he's top 2, top 3 in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And everything he's done the last few years has mm-hmm. always it's always been like he's trying to copy LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like everything from like on the court, off the court is yeah. just weird. I don't know. It's just trying to emulate do you think himself. So, yeah. Well, so maybe that's why he's doing that two, two and one, mm-hmm. one and one Keeping deals. his options open. Exactly. So maybe he's just trying to do that, you know, see whatever comes up. And, you know, he has, you know what, if you're having an argument with KD, KD will say, you know what, I took a discount too. Yeah. You know, I took a discount for he Livingston, Iguodala to come back on the team. 
I did my part on this team. Mm-hmm. You know, I did whatever. Just those two champ, those two championships wouldn't have happened. Uh, well, maybe one of them would have, but it wouldn't have happened so easily if it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So he has his own type of, you know, I did things for this team as well. That's that's true. Right. That's true from KD's side. But here's the thing that I was thinking about the other day: the media is pushing this narrative that a KD's championships with Golden State don't mean anything. Yeah. And this, well, they even don't. the fans, everyone agrees. Okay. But don't you think that contributes to the desire of KD wanting to leave? If everyone's telling you around you, if, if, if everyone is saying, constantly talking about how LeBron is going down as the potential greatest of all time, mm-hmm. constantly upping him in the media, constantly gassing him up, and they're constantly discriminating Kevin Durant by saying his decision was weak, his championships don't mean anything, right. despite the fact that he has back-to-back final MVPs, back-to-back, like, you know, he's making winning sh- chips, right? So that's pushing the narrative and the desire for him to prove that he ne- he can win on his own. So I don't think maybe, I don't necessarily believe that he wants to leave, but if if you're not going to be recognized as the great for what you're doing, if you're not going to go down as a top three, top two greatest of all time NBA player and you're constantly getting bashed, you have to go and leave. Yeah. So I believe the media is fueling the departure of Kevin Durant. And, and you know, Kevin Durant seems like the type too. You know, honestly, I think everyone will be susceptible to that. It's, mm. just, it's just the way it is, right? It's mm. always around you and stuff. And you can't really blame Durant for that thinking either, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to win three in a row. But no one's gonna recognize that like the three in a row Kobe won or you know, the even two in a row LeBron won. Mm-hmm. You know? So if I think he does wanna leave, I think he will leave. I don't know if it looks like the Clippers, but it could be the Knicks, who knows? Um but at the end of the day what Draymond did was was pretty it's wrong. that's on him. Yeah, yeah. But but I don't think the Golden State should have suspended him and without with pay you, as well. Because hundred and twenty K that's not something you, you, you can't take play with a man's from. money. You can't that's hundred and twenty K is a lot, man. Yeah. Like you're basically saying 120k, we value this guy more than you. Like this, even despite what you said. Yeah. Like even like I don't care. You spent three more years with us. You won a championship with us without him. Doesn't matter. We'll still have them take that 120k. Just for saying the B word to, uh, to, to, no, but that's what I'm trying to say though. The vicious quote is like, that's probably what it was. He said way more than that though. He's probably said, you're not committed. You're not, you just want to leave your emotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? Now, Let's go down in the West to other teams. Right. Let's quickly let's quickly talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and how you said this earlier. LeBron James gets away with so much. How are you able to pick up your phone, call James Jones, and say, "Yo, listen, you're wasting my man Tyson Chandler's <laughs> talents. Wave him so he can play on my team." Because we all know Javale McGee can't play more than 17 minutes a game. <laughs> Despite the fact that JaVale McGee is putting up all-star numbers. Right, right. He's just, something switches. Yeah. after At the 20-minute mark, right. it's just... Too much water leaves his body. It, dehydration, exactly. I don't know what it is, the hair. Right, like, right. that one thing starts, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's messed up. Like, something happens with JaVale. <laughs> and he, under, it's understandable. He does right. his part. But how, how, how is that allowed? David Stern would never allow this. David Stern is underrated. Underrated. You know what? He did things that we don't agree with. Yeah. But I think he had his hearts in a good place. Because the stuff he did, I mean, obviously the whole Chris Paul and Kobe thing was probably the biggest thing. Yeah. But I don't know how Adam Adam Silver, I was going to say Adam Sandler. I don't know how Adam Silver even allows this. It's it's unbelievable. Like the report comes out and we all just laugh at it. Yeah. Like LeBron literally called another GM because he played with him for like 10 years. Yeah. And told him, yo, 
release that guy on the end of your bench. Yeah. I need him on my team. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy. Is that crazy. allowed? This is just unbelievable. Like, there's I mean, no rule for it because it's never been done before. LeBron is doing things that are just never been done he before. he just wants to do, yeah. Like, it's crazy. He just, he has his hand everywhere in all teams. And you know what's funny? <laughs> he has his hands not only on the court, but off the court. Evan right. Turner, I was listening to a podcast and Evan Turner was saying how uh, they were dabbing each other up for a Portland game and he looks at LeBron and says, yo, get me on Space Jump too. And he just laughs. Like, LeBron just laughs about it. Like, right. like, He's, his mind's not even on the league. <laughs> like, this guy is just... He runs the NBA. Oh, man. Is this the conclusion we're coming to? Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. No and, doubt. And even to support your argument of how soft Adam Silver is, imagine how many game suspensions Chris Paul, Rondo, and Ingram would have had for oh, that Oh, my barrel. God. 100%. And you know what? By three, the way, going two, back to Two, three, that, and four? Like, and, like, the money didn't even match up. Like, Chris Paul got fined way more because of that. It was unpaid, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, no, Sandler, or, I'm bad. Silver, Silver yeah. would, wouldn't even, I mean, uh, sorry, David Stern wouldn't even like. Wouldn't think it, twice. It'd be in the teens. <laughs> oh, 20s. <laughs> 20s or 30s. Chris, Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> in a fight, jumped in, punched right. someone and ran away. And you could hear, you can hear on the mic. Yeah, yeah. 15 game suspension. 15. And this is Carmelo back in what, 2007, 2008? Yeah. Superstar. <laughs> 80 games. Yeah. Brandon Ingram, sit down. <laughs> 80 games. Get better. I'll see you next year. Get better. Hit the gym. (laughs) Do not travel with your team. Oh, man. You're banned from the Lakers facility. Like, he'll go that far. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He'll trade him. (laughs) You're gone. He's out of here. (laughs) Go to Houston. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. Uh, Chris Paul, you want to be a Laker now? Right. (laughs) Now you want to be a Laker. Now you want to be a Laker. You and Rondo play together. No, but no. did you see how LeBron picked up Chris Paul? And like, you know, yeah, did yeah. that mess with you or nah? Nah. Like people made a big deal about it. it I just want to hear your thoughts. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal? It wasn't a big deal. He's closest to him. He just pulled him aside. Yeah. Yeah. And LeBron is LeBron. I mean, he's. Nah, I don't he's, like this, man. He'll do it. I don't like this, man. Let me. T- I don't like this. Why? I used to hate on LeBron avidly. I was an avid LeBron hater. Was it because of the Miami decision or something else? Everything. Like, it's just. His like, face. Just no, 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 no. <laughs> I respect his game. I respect his greatness, but it's just something about him. Like the hunger and drive you see from like a Kobe was like, I never saw that from LeBron. You know what I mean? Right. Like, ima- look at this. Your team is down two or one versus Atlanta and you can't hit free throws. But when you want to pass Will on the all time scoring, you'll, you go nine for 10 or nine for 11. Oh, it was, it was more than that. I think it was like 14 for 15 or something like that. This guy goes off at the free throw line one game, but when it's time to win, he does it. Like this guy's, this guy's disgusting, man. Like, h- how? You don't like, respect him. I, I respect him. He built a school. He sends kids to universities. <laughs> He's producing a lot. <laughs> a lot of what comes on on TV right now right. says executive produced from Maverick Card and LeBron right, James. Right, exactly. But it's just, I have to, I, I've hated on him for so long mm-hmm. that I have to continue. I think it's just, it's natural for me. His basketball skills is what you're mad oh, at. Oh, his no, no, like his basketball skills. Oh, like, like, but like his what's missing from his game? Yeah, basically. I, 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 just, I have to hold on to that hatred. Right, right. Yeah, it's like, understandable. He's he's smart. Right. His three point shot is developing. Like, but it's just I don't know what it is. Did I have he, to be a hater. Did the like, whole Chandler thing contribute from the fact to that to your hatred? Yeah, that's, just it's just, it. it doesn't make sense. Like, right. I know Tyson Chandler Cause, does cause not play for us. Right you're now. a fan of the Suns, right? Yeah, yeah. he wasn't playing well. He wasn't playing at all, even they're letting DeAndre shine. Tyson Chandler gave zero effort for a lot of years. Like, he gave a lot, zero effort. Losing culture does that to you. It kills your morale. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's understandable. But don't take a guy from the bottom and make yourself better. 
What do you by mean? tampering. Oh, okay. <laughs> Trade. Give us somebody. <laughs> Give us Ante Zizic. <laughs> Give us somebody. <laughs> For nothing? Oh, man. No, but look, like even like, and another thing that upsets me, Sacramento's getting better. Milwaukee's getting better. Sacramento. Dead, like all these. is amazing. Continue. And Phoenix is just by the lonesome at the bottom. Right Something is up with that team, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. And watching them is depressing. It is. Like the and no, no, no. They're, they're not the most de- depressing team to watch in the NBA. I have to give that to Washington. Oh, absolutely. No, but Washington is, is not depressed. It's depressing for Washington fans. Mm-hmm. But Phoenix, oh, you're saying like there's nobody in the crowd. It just looks like a depressing game to watch. Mm-hmm. Like watching them it's play. It's very cheap. We should fly out and watch a game there. Yeah. Like Toronto for, in. For like 10 bucks? We could, we could probably pay like 50 bucks and then go down. Oh, absolutely. And probably go to the bench too, right? Because now they need a guy. Take us off a sudden. We'll sit at the end of the bench and LeBron will call. Who's those guys at the end of the bench? <laughs> Release them. <laughs> give it give it to us. They look they look promising. <laughs> no, but I would never play with LeBron. <laughs> give it the opportunity? Right. Would you play with LeBron? Absolutely, man. No. <laughs> what do you mean? Absolutely. You're crazy, bro. You're crazy. What happened to Mario Chalmers? What happened to Udonis Haslam? He's changed. What happened to... Uh, would you play with Kobe or LeBron? Kobe. And get yelled at every practice? That's a good point. <laughs> I don't like getting yelled at. I don't know about you. But LeBron's teams don't practice. <laughs> that's that's good. That's a good thing. No, I like practice. Okay, you're weird then. You're a weird guy. Me, I don't like... If I'm on the same roster as LeBron, I'm probably not playing. So I need practice to but play. Then, but then you'll get free suits, free presents every, you know, every few but weeks. But then imagine I might be like Isaiah. I might get traded. <laughs> I might have to comment on his picture. Where's my suit? <laughs> I got fitted for it. <laughs> There's pros and cons. There's pros and cons. And LeBron, like, he's always playing mind games. Like, right. like, like he doesn't follow the full Lakers roster on Instagram. Like, he oh, slowly, he like, game by game, he follows players. <laughs> I, honestly, I think there's a team that just manages this guy. Like, because the stuff he does... Strategic. It's so strategic. It's yeah. weird. I don't no, know. No, he's a genius. Like, yeah. I, I have to give it to him. Imagine someone that, like, was... The spotlight has been on you from the age of 15. Right. To achieve success at this rate mm-hmm. and rise to stardom. Like, to handle that... And not just, oh, I'm going to hire every mar- large marketing agency. Now nah, I'm going to get my high school boys. Yeah. And they're going to run Develop shit. them. Develop them. Like they're prospects. <laughs> and make them basically the managers of my life. Yeah. You know, like Rich Paul is managing his basketball and his like business. Well, no. And his future. other guys. And his future potential teammates. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got his hand everywhere. Literally. Literally. It's crazy. And and. Allegedly, it was broken at the end of game, at the end of the NBA finals. Right, right, exactly. How, oh, like, man. what happened to that? I was listening to the oh. Bill Simmons. But there's he was wondering the same thing. What yeah. happened to that? Remember, we were listening, we were watching the game, and I said to you after the uh, after the game in the yeah. podcast, "What? He's lying. Like his hand is not yeah. broken. <laughs> no one speaks about it. Right. Well, because it's LeBron. If you speak about it, it's you, not allowed. Something happens to you. But it's not allowed. He's the mafia of the NBA. He's what he is. No, but okay. Name name another sport where someone gets this type of treatment. Of like like universal, but he doesn't even get universal like he does. Respect. He does. I don't even know. I mean, you, you'll see some guys on. Bro, he's considered the greatest Laker of all time already. Because he is. <laughs> <laughs> what? The greatest well, but, Laker of all time. Well, right now, how good he is, no Lakers have ever been this good. Basically. What has he done? 
Well, no, I mean, like, he how doesn't play defense. He kicks his leg out. He'll I do that when I play pickup basketball. He'll and someone, <laughs> like, someone drives next to me. I kick my foot out. That LeBron's doing that. <laughs> He'll play defense when he has. You see him playing defense the other night when he had to, uh, uh, when he passed Will Chamberlain? What? Like, he blocks Stauskas once the other end layup. Oh, because he's trying to score. Exactly. He'll play defense when he has to. For stats, Absolutely. not for the win. He doesn't play for the win. He plays for the numbers. And look where it's got him for this far. Look how far it's got him. He had to he call Jerry West. Company. Huh? He owns a production company. He doesn't. Maverick He's Carter owns Lakers. it. Well, he owns Maverick Carter. If Anthony Davis... Oh, yeah. <laughs> if Anthony Davis becomes a Los Angeles Laker, I do not know how I'm going to handle it. Like, anything. <laughs> I honestly... Well, I swear. I, I can't. I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Because you'll, you'll see all the steps that happened previously, and you'll be like, this is ridiculous. I saw it the whole time, but I couldn't believe it. Brother. Just like how Laker... How he sounded how like he but listen to this. Anthony Davis is 25 years old. Yeah. Anthony Davis is 25 years old. <sighs> and then he magically fires his agent and hires Rich Paul. Mm-hmm. You know who else is signed to Rich Paul? Ben Simmons. A lot of guys. Tristan Thompson. John forget Wall. About, forget about Tristan Thompson. John Wall signed to Rich Paul? Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. They had a picture together. I'm assuming they all... No, so. he's not signed to no, Rich he is, Paul. He is. There's no way. Look it up, bro. You know, that means he gets a percentage of every, like... Yeah. And he and he's getting a nice chuck of change from uh, from uh, what what Wall will be getting for the next few years. Washington's just sad. Yeah, Wall really is sad. such a sad player to watch. Yeah. I'm not even gonna like hate like that, but like you know, the only player in the NBA I will like verbally admit I'm hating to is LeBron. Like would you know, you, despite the fact that I respect his greatness. Would you take John Wall mm-hmm. on the Suns? Hell no. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. No. Well, hold up, hold up. Without giving anything back. Never. Really? Never. You're getting it for free. Never. Like, forget about the contract and how that's going to screw up for the next few no. years. No. You wouldn't even take him for free. Why would I take him for free? What is he going to do for us? I completely agree with you. <laughs> I'm not even going to argue with you. <laughs> it's very clearly evident that he's he's not a successful player. <laughs> so you do... Hold on. I'll take Bradley Beal for everyone. Like, oh, I would yeah, no, give no, no, almost no. everyone on the roster no, no. for Bradley Beal. Hold on. So you're saying you'd rather have Isaiah Cannon bring up the ball... Isaiah Cannon Wall. broke his foot last year in a sad, sad manner. And as an organization, we owe it to him to let him shine, to let him pad his stats, to let him work for future contracts. We owe it to him. So, what else can we do? So you'd We're rather, a charity case. So, so, hold on. so you'd rather have Isaiah Cannon padding his stats than John Wall padding his stats? Yep. That's good. That's good. We don't even I play agree. defense already. Imagine what's going to happen with John Wall on the roster. Imagine missing five layups in a row. <laughs> And just like, imagine passing the ball and not moving. Such a sad sight John to see. John Wall plays like he's 35 and he already has like four championships. Like he, he's just playing like, okay, I'll wait till the playoffs. Like you're not even going to get to the playoffs the way you're playing right now. It's just. But it's I'm not going to lie. Every off season, he just, he becomes like, he looks like a different animal the way he's training. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No, but no. I don't know what it is. We have a couple, we have a few more minutes before the podcast. Uh, we have to head out, but we cannot. And I, and I, and I emphasize this. We cannot yeah. end this podcast without saying Kawhi Leonard is a raptor. You love it. Oh my Despite God. Despite the fact that he dribbles off his foot in dying moments of a game. We don't talk about that. What? I don't, I, I, don't I remember looking at my phone and reading, oh my God, this is 2013 DeRozan. <laughs> I remember reading that. Is that not what you said? <laughs> I did say that. But then, you know, listen, it was heat in the moment. I was pissed. But I still, after a while, I thought about it and I was like, this is Kawhi Leonard. And we have the best player in the Eastern Conference. Top two, top three in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Top three, I'd say. Him, Anthony Davis, and uh, LeBron. 
KD. KD's up there. I, I, you know what? Sometimes you look He gets at players it. suspended. He's up there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's I, power. I, that's power. Listen, I, I still, I think personally, I think Pete Kawhi Leonard is better than Kevin Durant. But, you know, that's, that's up for arguments. Anyways, Whatever aside from that, let's let, go on your Raptors spiel. I'm allowing you. Listen, the way this guy plays, he's just so dominant. Mm-hmm. Like just uh, physically, he's dominant. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you notice when he shoots free throws. This guy, his arms are just—he doesn't bring it close. Like it's up. Yes, like, like he's like flexing to the camera. So it's unbelievable. This guy is just a physical specimen, and, and it just feels like whenever he's on the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've only played pretty like not very good teams so far, mm-hmm. but it just feels like he's. But have so you guys ever swept a Western Conference trip? Never. I and that's what so, you guys right? did, yeah, right? Never. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. And two of them without Kawhi, though. Like, we didn't mm, even need Kawhi. Lakers, Kawhi. Utah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Utah has been gassed. We'll talk about Utah next podcast. Okay. This is not from Utah. Sorry. This I'm is sorry. Kawhi Leonard. I'm sorry. About. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Kawhi Leonard, man. Anyways, Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Great player. Nick Nurse. <laughs> Good coach so far. He's done some mistakes. Siakam. Did you, you, did you watch the game yesterday? Yeah, I did. Did you see, like, the last five minutes? The way Dwayne Casey, the stuff he was doing, the way they just... Um, like he out coached Nick Nurse. It was it was kind of embarrassing. You, you felt like that? I don't yeah. think he out coached him. I think the players outplayed them. Like no, because I think what Nurse should have done was take control of his team. Right, how so? How is a coach like, going to do that? Well, no, like like take control of them without like telling them what to do. Like for example, instead of having Kawhi go one on one, obviously Stanley Johnson was having the game of his life um, against Kawhi, and he's doing pretty good defense on him. Mm-hmm. But what Nurse should have done was instead of giving him an ISO every time he plays. Give him some plays with JV. Him and JV were running pick and rolls all game, and they were just getting everything out of it that they wanted. But he just, I don't know, he just like I guess, Kawhi so, I guess, I guess so. And you know, by the way, like Kawhi was getting, I'm not even gonna admit it. Actually, I'm gonna admit it. Kawhi got clamped yesterday by oh, Stanley Johnson. Johnson, and the game before that against Drew Holiday. So Kawhi has a lot of things to kind of catch up on. You know, mm-hmm. speed. Mm-hmm. Handling mm-hmm. of the ball, mm-hmm. you know, it's just I'm not gonna worry too much about it. It's mm-hmm. the first 15 so games of the season. season yeah, Abs- I'm not even gonna worry anything about the Raptors until the new year, the calendar flips, and then it's like, okay, now there's enough sample size to be like, are we a good defensive team? How mm-hmm. good? Mm-hmm. Are we a good offensive team? How good? How good is Kawhi? How good is Larry? You know, that's when I'm gonna start worrying about it. But right now, I'm just enjoying how good Kawhi Lowry is. Lowry is playing like an all star. He is Lowry, a- like like he has been an all star. But right. I'm saying like you know he's he's had a couple of bad games, but He's still like double, double, yeah, double assist. assist. Yeah, he's doing very well. Incredible, yeah. I, I mean, the thing is though, it's like the boy who cried wolf with the Raptors. Despite <laughs> the fact Kawhi's there, oh my no one's gonna believe it until it's playoff time. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No, no, no. But I have confidence that you know what I mean. Like they no, will I don't know prove. They will prove that oh, they okay. are successful. Right. I believe it. Like, but I'm saying you can't. You know what I mean? The high of the Raptors has been. It's it's happened before. People have uh, said it before. Yeah, but I mean, whenever you take out the best player out of a team, mm-hmm. the culture changes. Mm-hmm. To me, at least, the culture of the team. It so you changes. think the culture changed? Well, not well. <laughs> culture is maybe too strong of a word. Just basically, the makeup of the team changed. The mm-hmm. mental makeup. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to put it. Like if you have. So the, now you're saying <laughs> they're more confident and they're not scared anymore. Listen, I'm not even gonna make an argument because I've, I've I've learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna wait till the playoffs come. That's what. I, that's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say as well. But I'm just saying. But okay, Kawhi Leonard is probably the best player in the NBA, and I'm gonna die on that hill. Okay. I will die on that hill. Okay, and we'll end the episode saying that Milwaukee and Denver are top five in NBA defense and also top ten in NBA offense. 
we were supposed to talk about them, but I gave you your Toronto minute spiel. Thank you. Okay, and so happen every 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 week as well, right? You'll get your you'll get your Toronto <laughs> corner because major media outlets don't give it to you, and we're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with all due respect, <laughs> I'm sorry for those who had to listen to that. I'm just kidding, Hater. but uh, no, we'll try to be more consistent. Honestly, yes. yeah. we'll try our best. Sponsors. Keep sending your emails. Keep sending your offers. We're hardworking individuals. It's 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 it goes without saying. <laughs> Consistency. We're working on that. But other than that, you'll you'll see us working hard every day. Okay. Sponsors. Share, like, you know, give us five stars. Share, subscribe. <laughs> we're coming your way weekly, hopefully. <laughs> right. And with that, that's that's the that's the basement episode, and we're out. Peace. Peace.